you are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 39 with Christina Hall. On this episode, we will talk about authenticity and its importance. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I talk about this to like literally everybody. I talk about this on my meditations, I talk about this to my clients, I talk about this all the time. So if you know me, you'll probably know that that's all I talk about. The real magic will happen when you will tap into your authentic self. So quite some time ago, I think it was about six years ago, I have literally manifested everything I have in my life right now. For the last three years of my life, I have been trying to figure out how is it possible that I did that? What did I do? And the answer is I was truly, truly 100% my authentic self those six years ago. So without any doubt, it was one of the best things what I did and I did it naturally. So I wonder how much do you value your authentic self and do you really value yourself for who you are? I have had a childhood where I was allowed to be myself and I am so grateful for that upbringing and I believe there are so many people who just don't have these choices. They get swamped by by schooling system, parents and etc. There is this incredible book this incredible manual my today's guest wrote. She's going to share all about it. It's absolutely incredible. She has channeled those messages in the book, the whole book during the lockdown. It's unbelievable. And I cannot wait to share everything with you on this episode. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited Hello. to have you here today. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be talking about the authenticity. Um, before we dive in, I want to ask you a question. I'll ask every single guest. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for my family and my friends, just because I feel like that always grounds me no matter what is going on. And I think that that gratitude is there because it teaches us like, the importance of relationships and really connecting with other people. So I am totally grateful for that. And I'm grateful for this space right now that we're actually chatting back and forth. Like I'm in Canada and you're in UK. Like look at how small the world has become. So this is wonderful. So thank you. I know. I love it. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I'm very excited about this topic. I'm very excited about your book and I'm very excited to talk about this because I think we are experiencing as a collective this seven years of authenticity Mm -hmm. and you working in a corporate world and I'll let you dive into that created this book about how to be authentic and Mm -hmm. I love it and I think everybody needs to hear about it everybody needs to talk about it because if we are authentic we will help to save the world because we will raise vibration (laughs) and we are incredible and and I just love that it's so amazing because I feel like it's resonating with so many people the whole concept of being authentic Um, I was getting really tired of people dropping the word that I'm authentic, but you can't, you can't get there unless you actually do the personal explore and you really see who you are and how you may have been conditioned on your journey to be a certain way that may not be serving you well. So 
that we'll talk a little bit about that, but I'm a little bit about me is that I've been in corporate for 20 plus years in a senior HR capacity. So I would see leaders all the time come through and they would be derailed over like the silliest things, but they're really about their personal journey. They weren't connected to themselves and they were chasing these titles, trying to get approval through the system which is, it, it's counterintuitive. It's against authenticity, right? If you're looking for approval because your ego needs to be kind of like told that you were doing amazing. And I kind of learned that lesson on my own personal journey. Um, you automatically take away of your full capacity of what you could be, like your full potential. So during COVID, which is kind of crazy, I ended up writing this book. Did I think I would ever write a book? No, but this book came out of me. I just kept writing. It was started as a training that I was going to do for uh, leaders about being authentic. And then it just kept flowing. And that book was done by the end of the summer. And I had it published, ready to go by the following year, you know, considering I had never done anything like that. I feel very, that I was very guided. It flowed, right? So there is a message in that for everyone because the book, I believe, is magic. The feedback I've gotten has been amazing around it because it allows people to do that personal explore without feeling judgment around your personal explore, right? Because your story versus my story, authentic story, will be very different. But our offerings, when we're in an authentic place, are very much the same, right? Because they're all coming from a pure place, right? You're not trying to be, I don't know, you're not trying to be something that you're not. And I think that our world needs more of that where people are feeling safe and they understand that we need diversity of thought. We don't need more of the same. We actually need people to step in and lead that way because it encourages other people to lead that way when they own their stories. Like people, it's their, there's a vulnerability in it, but vulnerability is good because we're humans and we need to kind of remember that concept. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And especially right now in the world as a collective, we are going through these huge energetic shifts and I'm sure that you have experienced that everybody can see it. Like mm -hmm. there is the rise of cryptocurrency, rise of entrepreneurship, things which has been in an old system are kind of dying off and disappearing and COVID was just the start of it wasn't it people realized mm -hmm. that I oh, know I don't want to be like everybody else wanting me to be I have this space where I can step into into my power I love the fact that you wrote the book and it's got nothing to do with <laughs> with your job and with what, what yeah. you are doing and that yeah. is just that we are not just that title you know we are not just the writer we are not just somebody else we are so much more than anybody can imagine and we are so well, unique and fantastic and super powerful love it well and I think that the irony is like until I started writing and I would ask all your your viewers or listeners to reflect on that you do not realize how much we've been conditioned through our parenting, like for our parents, and it can come from a place of love, right? About what success is, what isn't success, who I should be, should I say this? Then it goes into our institutions, like schools, right? And I talk about that in the book, like with my kids, where I would see them, they would go and they'd be so full of joy. And then someone at school might've said something. So they've been shamed some way or another, and then they change. Then that joy piece, that innocence piece kind of disappears. 
And then to take it even further, then it goes into the workplaces. What's successful? Oh, I'm not going to speak up in a meeting. Ooh, that's going to make me look like X. Well, I would disagree. I think it's just that that has that's the patriarch that has been what has been celebrated. But I think that we need to kind of move into a more collective space where we create space for people to speak and not feel uncomfortable and be from a place of authenticity. So I think the other part that's interesting is that everybody says they want it, but they want it when it doesn't go against what you have in place. Right. And if we're really coming from an authentic place, we shouldn't be threatened by that with different thoughts. Or how people, like some will stick and some won't, but then something amazing will come out of it because you have a different level of buy-in. Like people are seeing value and heard. It's not a one-way show. And I think that that's, that's my intention anyways, is to help people understand that your stories are what make you unique. And instead of having shame about them because you're not fitting a norm, realize that that's where your superpowers lie. And when you tap into it, that is when you become unstoppable. You own your own narrative and you become this person who can inspire and connect with others, who's adaptable, resilient, and like can do these things that workplaces are looking for. People in life are looking for these type of people. But the only way that they actually come out is that if we actually embrace who you are, if you actually are willing to put yourself out there that way. And definitely it's all about us stopping the limitations, isn't it? The limitations yeah. what we give to ourselves, not just uh, not just the society, because I think that has been something which has been removed through the isolation and COVID. We kind of removed the society. But how about those limitations we give to ourselves or those expectations mm-hmm. we have? What would you say about that? So I think that those are usually learned, right? So there's some really, if you go from a psychological perspective, it goes pretty deep. They, I've heard sayings that your inner critic, which every single person has an inner critic, is our parents' voice. It's our mother's voice from when we were younger. Oh, it broke my heart when I heard that. But when we were younger, we're conditioned about what is acceptable and what is not. Those are the self-limiting beliefs. Now, I have exercises in there about how we break that. The intention is that catch it. You have to catch it, right? If you allow it to perpetuate because you're just kind of going in the flow and you're not connected with your authentic self, your authentic self is allowing you to choose, to live in your truth, to question. The first thing I would say, when a self-limiting belief comes up, you should question, is this real or not? Is this current day or is this from the past? And then you flush that through and then you release it. That is an actual exercise. This is what I'm talking about, the work, right? Because if not, that stuff can actually derail you, right? So let's say one of them is like, oh, I look so foolish if I say this. They're going to think that I don't know anything. I'm a fraud, right? And if you dissect it, it's like, no, they won't think that you don't know what you're talking about right? No, maybe that happened when in grade eight, when you had a presentation and something didn't go well. And all of a sudden you, you felt foolish in that moment, but you held that into this space and into your everyday space as a leader. And that's unfortunate because other people are missing out. You're missing out. You're not showcasing yourself the same way because of the self-limiting belief. But if it's not real, then you're holding it for nothing and it actually compounds. It makes it worse for you. So I think it's it's a part of that process. It's like truly being self-aware 
of when things are surfacing, like when you get triggered. And when you get triggered, pause, do not react, pause and respond, step back and respond to the situation. Ask yourself, and I honestly believe everybody should be doing self-reflection all the time. End of your day, what went well, what didn't, and where did you get stuck? And all of a sudden, things will start to open up a little bit more. You'll start to see things a little bit differently and you'll start to show up differently too. You know, what I love about this is that um, when you are become your authentic self, you will attract uh, prosperity, you will attract um, the right relationships, just things, even the relationship which has not been going very well, it will improve itself because you will vibrate differently. And I just like to use this example of people who create candles, yeah? So there is somebody mm-hmm. who's doing a candle and, and has got this business and this business. It's just a candle. I know it's not, I'm not supposed to say it's just the candle, yeah? But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a candle which makes them go uh, to... I don't know, uh, pay their bills and and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that is because they are doing it with love and that's what they are supposed to do. And they're doing that properly and they just not copying somebody, uh, someone else's pattern. Um, They are being their authentic self. So do you want to kind of dive into that a little bit and tell the listeners what they can do, how they can step into their authentic self and use this in order to attract the life they always wanted to have. Yeah. So it's the whole concept of manifestation, right? So it's kind of, I'm very big. And I talk about that in the book too. I kind of bring everyone through that journey of what that means. So be very mindful of the words that you are using to describe yourself, to describe your business, to describe where you want to go, because it almost those words are almost binding. It's like you've put it out into the universe and the universe is hearing. So I think that I know I am very mindful. I'm not perfect, not by any means, but as long as you have that self-awareness and you catch it, you'd be very surprised. Do not get so fixated that it has to be a certain way. You might be surprised how things unfold in a different way, right? The universe has different ways that things can potentially unfold. So in this candle situation, maybe they wanted to kind of do candles and they had this huge vision of it going one way, but as long as it's heart led and you're listening to yourself, the path will naturally unfold. You have to release the the self-imposed dream of what exactly that is. I think there needs to be an openness. You lead with heart and listen to yourself, the authentic self, and you'd be very surprised what unfolds because it's it's only going to be good at the end of the day because you're aligned with where you need to be. I hope that helps. No, it totally does. Can you talk a little bit about the hard energy? Because that's something what I'm very passionate about. Um, how can people step into into their heart energy and yeah. activate the power because that is what attracts the all the things we want and that's the beginning of manifestation isn't it because we yeah. manifest every single day absolutely your heart energy honestly is in the shadow work right so when I say about connecting who you are with who you are it's it's so great to kind of profess like i'm this person all ego like oh yes i did this accomplishment and this one and this one and this one but if you have 
not looked at the parts where things weren't that great because it's an integrated process, right? The heart needs to kind of feel those emotions. They need to, the emotions need to flow, right? That is where you get your passion. That's where you kind of tap into who you're supposed to be. But that doesn't happen when everything is perfect. I'm asking you to go into that space and have those, those, that quiet time with yourself. Like I do it through painting. I started doing art journaling. And when I started opening this door, I didn't even know that I could art journal. Everyone can art journal. And I believe art is a form of expression. It's not about judgment. Like who cares what anybody else thinks? This is about your journey. So for myself, I started, it was awesome. You could just write how you felt about stuff. You would reflect and then you throw paint on it. And then you, you know, cut paste, you put all this other stuff, but it's about that digging in and, and figuring out what the message is for yourself. It's your heart speaking, right? Cause it's, it's not logical. It's like all creative expression. So it could be journaling. It could be writing. It could be dancing. It could be anything that kind of leads you into your past and where you're connected. Now, the funny part about that is that, you know, once you do that, you will find you have new talents. They're usually from the inner child that have been cut out in some way or form because you have kind of disconnected yourself at some point to be the adult version of yourself, the, the one that is accepted by society. But in order to really be connected to your heart, you have to be integrated. You have to go through the whole process and you got to look on the shadow side because you don't get to cut. And I've learned this, right? And I feel like there's other books coming out about this. You can't cut parts of your life out that you don't like. It doesn't work that way. You need to be integrated and your heart will lead you in the right direction. So yeah, that's what I have to say about it. It's, it's not, hey, I'm going to leave with heart. Yes, of course you will, but you got to do a deeper dive and it's so worth it. It's scary, scary, scary at first, but so worth it in the end because you are so empowered and you become very clear on who you are and the direction you want to go. You matter up too. And I think um, if there are listeners, obviously got, got children and stuff, I think there's something really good to talk about. How would you bring up your children? What is the way how to do it? Because we're shaming people around us, even though we don't want to shame them. Mm-hmm. You know, there is we're causing people around us certain types of trauma, even though we're not wanting yeah. to do that trauma. Yeah. That's because of our childhood. So, so what is the way forward? Well, I think I have kids, so I feel like they teach me every day. So the only thing that I can recommend, and again, not perfect, it's a part of the process. Our parents didn't even have any sort of awareness around this. Think about that. And at least if we have awareness, like I tried to, and it kind of works against me, trust me. Like I try to teach my kids to have a voice and kind of say what they need to say. And they will call me out on stuff when I'm like, they're like, mommy, you made me feel like this. Like one example, oh, made me so sad. But I'm like, thank thank goodness my daughter told me. She's like, I'm like, hey, can you go brush your hair? Can you? can you fix it? Because it's a little, it's getting a little out of hand. Mom, I, and she's eight. Mom, I'm never good enough for you. It's always something. You always want me to dress a certain way. I always want to do this and do that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I didn't even realize. So now I let her go to school. She wants to have missed like different color socks and like different designs and whatever. Go for it. Right. Because I'm not going to pick that battle because a lot of that is a control thing. 
and I could go into that. Trust me, I'm working on it as we go. But I think the bigger call out to all the moms out there is be honest and have awareness and catch yourself when it's happening, right? And your kids just watch body language. They'll tell you right away if they feel like they've been kind of crushed in that moment. Because, you know, and I get a little bit like dictatorial, like you got to do this, do this now. We're, we're on a time crunch, right? And that is not helping anyone because it's going to come back tenfold when she's older or he's older, but they teach us all the time. Remember, children are born and they're little balls of light. They come in and they're pure. It's us that have like make those imprints and kind of condition a certain way. That is what guides me where I'm like, okay, is this helping or is this hindering the situation? Can I have a little more patience? And everybody has their thing that they're working on. Uh, that patience is mine. Can I have more patience in this situation to make sure that they are feeling, and I just break it down into three things, guys. Are they feeling valued, seen, and heard? And if not, then what are we going to do about that? Maybe I need to pause so at least I can let them have one of those three things. I think many people will resonate with this because I resonate with this patience. <laughs> Like so going a freaking crazy. <laughs> and yep. then I have that little child looking at me, telling me, Mummy, my heart really hurts because I use those words. Yes. Yeah? So my heart yeah. really hurts. You have hurt my feelings. My yeah. eyes are going to cry soon. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> Take a deep breath. I don't feel guilty. So uh-huh. no, I, I love them. Absolutely. They need to be need, need to be they need to be heard. I think that's very um very important thing you yeah. mentioned there as well, because we do tend to not to listen to them. And I have heard somebody told me recently and, and they were so clever because obviously I've been building my business and I have been so busy and I have been sucked in um yeah. into my business. So I wanted them to be quiet. I wanted to be left alone. And my friend said to me, she said, when they grow up they would not want to listen to you. They would not want you to be around because mm-hmm. you don't want them to be around right now. And this is the crucial time. You need to make this work, you know? <laughs> I know. I <laughs> without know. hurting anybody, without uh, causing any, any trauma. And the funny thing is I'm trying to help adults understand that they deserve to see, be value seen and heard, right? I'm trying to make up for like parts where it had, People have been broken along the way. So if we don't do it now and someone, if it makes you feel better, someone said the same thing to me. I was like, my son was nine at the time. Like, oh my God, like they just, blah, blah, blah. they're like, do you understand when he turns 11, he's not even going to want you anymore. He's going to be wanting his friends and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened. It happened where all of a sudden I was like, hey, hey, hi guys. I'm at the bus stop with you. It's like, mom, go away. I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I listen? Because there's only a small time. Like, and then, you know, I have a daughter who's younger, but that period of time is priceless. It can be super annoying when you're trying to get a gazillion things done. I get it. I think if we can bank out time that we know that at least you've invested that time with them because instead of feeling like, oh, okay, go away. Cause it's intense. It's like, I feel like this is a whole other podcast. Honestly, I think the expectation on moms are, is ridiculous. Like where it's like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. I, like I said, I have a corporate job. I just wrote a book. 
I'm a, I'm a maniac, right? I just keep going and whatever, but I'm also a mom. And that is like a, a lot. And still, I don't feel a hundred percent of any of them because you're pulled in all these different directions because that's kind of like the expectations that mom can do it all. Well, let, let's be reasonable to a point. Let's be smart about it. That's my authentic self as a mom talking right now, because I think that sometimes with this societal expectation, it's ridiculous. And I would say, I don't see guys having the same kind of expectation as girls on that front. I'm just being open. <laughs> so that is something that I have a wonderful husband and he's engaged, but it's not the same. I don't think the same expectation of everything being lined up. And I think that that's something that's going to need to shift as well in the future. I think it's shifting slowly. I have a yeah. feeling that there are so many of those <laughs> paradigms have been breaking, isn't it? Because that's just, you get, normally you get told you haven't got a choice, Yeah, you know, and my daughter who's five years old, when I tell her, can you please eat your dinner? She said, no. And I said, why? And she says, because I have choices. So do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like things are, things are, things are shifting and we are, yeah. we are the ones who, who are shifting it. What would your advice be to listeners if they don't know what is their authentic self? Because there are so many people out there and I know yeah. like, you, you know, like all these podcasts, um, people might think, oh, I'm listening to this and yeah, it sounds very easy, but I don't know. I, I need yeah. kind of kick before yeah. I get to how to do and what to do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I would agree. I think a lot of people drop the word and they're the least authentic people out there. Um, that's the reason why I wrote the book. Honestly, it's my book anyways, and maybe other people can find other ways, but it brings you on the journey uh, and does like reflection as you go. You have to do self-reflection. I want you to kind of pause and think about the process. Like there is a complete cycle um, that you go through first is the looking glass and then other the then you cross the threshold and you do the inner work and then you cross back over the threshold and you're in this new state of awareness where manifestation like you're starting to build out that future where you want to go but my my big one is even like when I coach people I always say I like it drives me crazy because people will come to me and they're like, fix me. I'm like, well, I can't fix you. I can hold a mirror for you. You got to do the work. You got to look at yourself and see the good, the bad, the ugly, and then work through that process and bring that forward. And I'm talking about stuff like fear, judgment, shame, like everybody has this stuff because our society promotes it. But my, my call out is that if you own it and you kind of release that, then you're getting closer to your authentic self. Then you're feeling more comfortable to kind of stepping into your truth because you're not worried about what everybody else is thinking, right? So I, I think that it's a process and I think that you have to do the inner work. The book, and there'll be you know other people that have books and whatever, but I, the part that I like about the book and the feedback I've gotten is that the book speaks to you where you need the work, right? So, you know, someone could have judgment, another person could have fear, some could have all of it, but at least it kind of brings you along the process. And people are saying that the, the self-reflection after each chapter has really helped them dig deeper. 
And I think that that's, that's the whole thing is that you got to dig deep. You got to make the decision. One, you got to make the commitment to say, yes, I want to be my authentic self. I want to live my best life, my integrated life, and then make the choice and step in to it and then do the work. And then it's not as scary to do it because you have guides and you can kind of kind of plug through it. Thank you so much. Where can listeners find you and get in contact with you? Um, they, I have an Instagram account um, that I post regular daily inspirations and things to kind of align you to your, your authentic self. Um, I'm going to keep getting deeper there. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, where I do lives and stuff like that. And then also um, I have a website, uh, Um, And what else? And then I have an author page, a Facebook author page, which is my name with author after it. So um, that's, that's everything. And, and my book is on Amazon. If you're interested, um, just take a look, see, and then you can see your, the reviews for yourself. But the book, and I just want to share this, is really about empowerment. And it's really about living your life and kind of stepping into your truth. And if I can help guide you there, then let's do it. Because you got one life to live. So I would hope that you want to live your life and kind of live it the best way. And know that every situation, every single one, you deserve to be valued, seen, and heard all the time. And that's what I'm going to be helping people do. That's where I'm at right now. Thank you. Hey, this is Barbara, your host. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this juicy episode. If you would like to get in contact, all the details are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and supporting my podcast. Please continue to do so. If you would like to leave a review, I'll be very grateful. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I cannot wait to see you next week with love, light and gratitude, your host, Barbara May.